This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, last week, we had a great conversation, just the two of us. We did. Yeah, that was very, fantastic. Very positive feedback. Thanks, everybody, for who got in touch. But this week, we're, we're doing a uh, part deux. Part deux of uh, part un <laughs> last week. And we should say last week's part un. Double that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Last week's episode. Yeah focused on seven ways to course correct when you're on the market and your property's not selling, right? Okay, yeah. Seven tips for how to basically reignite and rejig your, your listing. Sure. This week's, we're talking about price and we're looking at five pro tips for those of you who have not listed yet and want to list in 2019 spring market, pro tips for pricing your property correctly. Correctly, yes. And Matt, what we want to do before we get started here is isolate kind of the central problem for sellers in a market like today's market, which is soft. Yeah, I mean, well, basically, there's there's a lot of uh, kind of key points today. The first one is, is if you're selling today, you have to take emotion out of the process and look at it logically. And when we're looking at sales ratios of 10%, so that means one out of every 10 homes are selling right now, there is a central problem. And that is in a soft market, buyers want to place themselves in the future. Okay. So buyers in the future, that's where they want and to place And sellers themselves. want to place themselves in the past. Okay. And so basically what I mean there is buyers 
only want to buy right now if they're getting a deal. Why? Because they fear the market is going to trend downwards. Right. So they're trying to account for where they think the market is going. Exactly. They they want a discount on price. Sellers are looking at last year's prices or two years ago prices or three months ago prices, and they want those prices. And that's where the standoff is. So they're living at the point that one of their friends said, hey, did you hear Jim down the street who has the exact same place as you just sold in multiple offers for X amount? Exactly. 2017 assessment values. Sure, sure. They've got a number that that was from better days. That's kind of now the new benchmark in their mind. Right, exactly. So, so this is a central problem in the market, and this is why the sales ratios are so low. So if you want to sell your property, you have to understand this first off. Okay, so there's a disconnect. Yeah. We've already discussed how to get ahead of the market when you need to course correct, and now we're talking about five tips for pricing correctly if you're going to list in spring 2019. I love it. All right, number one. Okay, so number one, don't buy the dream when you're selling your property. Yes, Matt. So I like to think of myself as somebody who is characterized by rational thinking. Yeah. Or rational thinking. I like to think of you that way as well. Yeah. And, you know, I got my nickname Socrates Scalina in high school for a reason. I I focused on evidence, logic, and reality-based information. (laughs) It's like you're reading this from a pamphlet or something that you're writing. This is your memoir? (laughs) This is actually my yearbook quote I'm reading. Um, But here's the thing. I'm building a house right now. We've talked about it on the podcast before. And I, in building a house, you're hiring a series of consultants, basically, right? right? And I am a fan of tough love. I like tough love in my life from a, ver- a variety of different angles. And I like to hear the truth. I like people to coach and advise me when they're specialized more so than I am so, so, in their area of expertise. Yeah, so so break it down because you just met with a designer, wasn't it? That yeah. Well, I, I've had I've had uh, somebody, a few designers that I interviewed, and one had the audacity to tell me that my taste was uh, not so great in some areas. That this was cliche or this was tacky. And I loved it. And we hired her, and she's made the process so much better because she's actually advising us as to what. She's opening our eyes to stuff, right? Well, she's adding value. She's adding value. Because she knows design. I'm not a designer. And one of, the, one of the other designers you talked to, I remember you saying, just pumped your tires. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if, if a designer liked every single idea that I brought to the table, I'm not sure why she's at the table. Yeah. Yeah, because your taste... I mean, you got not bad taste. Yeah. Well, there's a reason that my other nickname was Strong Taste Scalina in high school. <laughs> Um, mostly alliteration was a big factor. <laughs> big, big thing in, in the 90s. In, in the 90s and in my uh, <laughs> nicknames. But the point is, is that I, I think I do have good taste, but I did meet with a designer who thought that all my ideas, my ideas were, were great. And I just got this feeling of, I don't want a yes person in my life help guiding me. I, I don't mind having yes people in my life, but I, but I don't want them advising me on an area of their expertise. If they think it's a good idea, sure, support is there. But anyways, let's back up and talk about how this pertains to... How does this pertain to when you're looking at and talking to an agent about listing your home or your property? When I come in to talk to somebody about what their property is worth, they might have a price in mind. It's not my job to agree with you if I don't agree with your evaluation of your own property. Granted, you know your property perhaps better than I do, but I definitely know the market better in most cases than you do. This is where I focus. Well, and the fact is, is that if you're worried that the realtor doesn't know the market better than you, then you're talking to the wrong you realtor. Should, yeah, or uh, you should sell it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but here here's just another point around this. So one is, you know, look for somebody who's going to, if not give you tough love, ground their price and the logic of their price in reality and the data. Well, yeah. Because the other thing that is worth pointing out, it's not even yes men that are, or yes men, yes people that are going to agree with your price. But if you're talking to two or three realtors, the easiest way... Uh, and it's it's kind of a known fact in this business. The easiest way to get a listing is to promise somebody a price that's really unattainable. Uh, sure, and then, to list, and then right? The, and then I think the strategy there is they they beat you up for price reduction. They grind you down over time, and eventually you sell at a price that is probably lower than what you could have got eventually, right? Because you went or on this primarily, yeah, six months uh, six months trip down chasing the market. Exactly. So what we mean by don't buy the dream, Matt, is don't let an agent, when you're interviewing agents, tell you that your home is worth more than it actually is, because that's going to actually end up costing you money in the long run. That's right. Basically, you're looking for a pricing strategy that is finely grounded in the market data that is available. Right. Yeah. Or firmly rooted. Firmly rooted. Not the Australian version of that. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. First impressions matter. Yes. Now, there's a couple points here. I mean, there's been tons of data as to when a listing gets the most viewings, when it gets the most online, when it gets the most viewing requests. And it's an obvious point, right? Those first two to maybe into the third week are crucial for selling your home. Yeah, you've got a, it's a, um, a crescendo of activity right in the first two weeks of the listing. And this is when you make your first impression. And we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode, but let's flesh this out in terms of how it applies to pricing. Well, let's go back to that problem, right? Buyers are looking for tomorrow's prices in a soft market. Right. And your price off the bat demonstrates a few things. It either demonstrates that you're not really serious about selling because you're priced on at yesteryear's price, or you're very serious about selling and you're going to get the calls and you're going to get the showings and you're going to get your property sold. And you can't afford to miss those first couple of weeks. So you have to come out the gate strong. Well, we often talk about creating urgency and how you create urgency in, in all different types of markets, but in a soft market, pricing equals seriousness. It also creates urgency. People want to act. So price is a gas pedal and price can also be a brake. You either have your foot on the brake or you can put your foot on the gas pedal. And by pricing correctly, that's how you move forward. So let's break down how to price correctly. Number three, use active comparables, not solds. This is blowing my mind. I'm completely <laughs> confused. I've used solds my whole life, says every agent. How am I going to price something with active comparables? Well, well here, let's, let's think about this uh, from the perspective of a hot market. Everybody remembers two years ago where let's use a building downtown, a one-bedroom condo in a high-rise. And there was one sale at the beginning of April, April 2nd, it sold for $625,000. Right. And it was priced at $599,000. Well... Two weeks later, and this would happen all the time, somebody else would price something three floors higher at five ninety nine again. And guess what? There'd be seven offers. And do you think it sold for six twenty five just because there was a sold that shows that hey, it's worth six twenty five or maybe three floors higher, it's worth six thirty, six thirty five, whatever? No, suddenly it would sell for six sixty. Right. There's no solds. 
that would demonstrate that it was worth that value. But what was happening was we were in a market that was moving higher at a clip of three, four percent every month, and people were charting ahead of the market in order to get in. Well, we're basically on the opposite side of that spectrum right now. So right? The, so basically what you're saying is in a rising market, it's like you're on an elevator going up, right? You can get off at, at a, basically, you can keep climbing. The longer you wait on the elevator, the higher floor you get off. You can a, buy it at seven, but if you wait a couple of weeks, you might be buying it at nine. Right, exactly. And, and so now we're in an elevator that's going down. Okay? That's right. So in other words, you can price it correctly and you can get off on the eighth floor, Eight, read 800,000, or you can price it incorrectly and potentially get off at the seventh floor. I'm starting to see where this analogy is going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, we, I, we ride a lot of elevators too. Right. And, and there's a couple other notes here, right? So in the rising market, the solds from a month or two months or three months ago didn't really work. The solds right now are not working as well. In a lot of markets, especially in single family home markets, you're seeing where there hasn't been a sale in three months. Sure. So if you go three months back and look at what a home sold for, it doesn't matter. There's 15 listings right now that are not selling. So you need to be in, you're in competition with those listings. How useful would it be to go back, you know, eight months and look at a home that sold down the street? It's not very useful, right? It it is useful if you want to know where the peak was. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at actives and here's the fact, being in the pack is not good enough. One out of every 10 homes is selling. This is what you have to keep reminding yourself. One out of every 10 is selling. You have to be the best priced active home on the market. Or you have to be the best home in the pack. It is worth saying, right? This is when we're talking about price here, obviously there's kind of a sliding scale on two sides, right? Quality of home, uh, condition of home is one of the sliding scales and price is the other. So uh, it's definitely a factor is, is what, the condition of the home is in and location, outlook, everything else. But based on that, you still want to be the sharpest price because the fact is, is one of every 10 is going to sell. So number four, Matt, actually ties into number three. Number three, obviously, we're talking about using active comparables. In number four, the tip is use sales ratios for sub-markets and then also sub-price bands. Well, we should say we have... uh, the sales ratios and we actually send them out in a live wire once a month when we get a hold of those right at the start of every sure. month. Uh, so sign up for the live wire, Vancouver real estate podcast.com. But these, this document is crucial, not only when we're helping uh, buyers uh, price out what something's worth, but when we're listing a property. Yeah. And if, if anyone doesn't know what sales ratios are, it's, it's how we determine how many homes are listed versus how many are selling in a given market. And what's interesting about these stats is they actually break them down not only by sub areas. So the West side, Vancouver West side is not the West side. It's Kitsilano, it's Dunbar, it's Carisdale. It breaks it down by each sub region. And then also what it does, which is really interesting, is it breaks it down by price bands. So now you have 700 to 800,000, 800 to 900,000. So what you realize is that the more you get into the details of these stats, the the picture changes quite, and, and, quite and, dramatically. And it changes dramatically, right? And that's the thing. So just because you have a condo on the west side, you need to know which sub area on the west side it is to know how active that sub market is. And then you have to know what price band it's in as well 
in order to understand how active that price band is. So if you have an attached property on the west side that's worth 2 to $2.25 million, it's in a much different market than even an attached property on the on the west side worth 1.75 to 2 million. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's a that's a the sales ratios at that lower price point is actually much higher. And it can guide where you need to be. So I mean, especially if you're in a position where you're teetering on the line of of a certain price point. So say you're you're worth high 1.9, low 2 million, you might make a marketing or a pricing strategy decision based on where the sales ratios are most active. Well, and this so so this is crucial information that you need to that you need to be aware of and needs to factor into the strategy and it kind of goes back to to the first uh point we made about don't uh don't buy the dream because this is a type when we're talking about uh reality-based analysis this is the stuff you should be looking for, right? Sure. Okay, Matt, so number 5. Number 5 and this is something all sellers don't want to hear right now. It's a race against time. Start your engine. The fact is, when you're in a market where the sales ratios on average uh, are 1 out of 10, there's downward pressure on the market, right? right? We're late April right now. The spring market, I think the verdict's basically in. It has not really turned up. March was the slowest March since 1986. Uh, the spring market has not turned up. Uh, chances are... If you're looking to sell your home in May and you're still on in August, it's going to be worth less money. Yeah. And August is going to be soft. Like We can probably anticipate year over year, August tends to be quite slow. And well. and the fact is, is that there's it's going to be worth less money for two reasons, right? One is basically we can usually f- see the market three to six months out, I think, uh, pretty clearly right now. Um, but two, if you go on the market right now, as and we said this last week, as you're on the market, you specifically with your specific home, it loses value as people stop looking at it, as people start seeing it as stagnant or stigmatized, as people wonder why it hasn't sold. You're going to be in a much different position three months from now. So not only from a kind of general market conditions that we're in a market that is is trending down right now, I think that's that's fair to say. It's from a, a specific your property standpoint, and this and and we're not talking small numbers here. This could cost you thousands of dollars. So you want to get this. Right right out of the gate. Let's be absolutely clear here, Matt, because uh, we are in the business of tough love. But here's the thing. You are in a competition and you're in a very important competition. There might be in your given submarket, one out of every 10 homes on the market are selling in a given month. Okay. So a 10% sales ratio. It might actually be lower than that. That's right. Okay. So we've got um, we've some numbers depending on on the price points of the of of the inventory. You know, you're seeing less than one home in in ten selling, and that's actually in several different markets throughout Greater Vancouver. I just did a market analysis on a place where there hadn't been there had been two homes that have sold in the last six months in that sub area. Right. And there's fifteen sitting on the market. Yeah. So the the challenge there is at what what price do you have to price this home? To get it sold. Well, if you're looking at kind of more the luxury product in the downtown core, there might have been six sales in the last six months, and there might be 80 to 100 in your price band on the market currently. So the point is, is you're in a fierce competition to get your property sold. And the chances are you're also in a race against time because the market is shifting. One other point that I want to make here, and this is worth thinking about, the challenge right now for sellers is they're looking backwards while buyers are looking ahead right? 
But what you have to do from a seller's standpoint is you need to think like a buyer. And I think that's kind of the underlying theme of all five of these is you need to put yourself in a buyer's shoes at every point to say, how are people going to look at my choices and how are they going to perceive them and perceive value in this market? What would it look like if I was buying right now? And the second thing that you should consider before uh, going live is you're shooting yourself in the foot by looking backwards because it's not what your home was worth, but the real question is how much money you're going to leave on the table by messing up your valuation or your choices in today's market. And what is the real benefit of of clinging to that? Because I mean, that's the thing, right? Is is people really do sellers? And I, I've been there. I mean, we've sold properties ourselves. This is not something that we haven't gone through ourselves. And I, I even feel an emotional attachment to say, no, I want yesterday's price. Well, of course we all want yesterday's price, right? Well, yeah, and there's always emotion in this, and and that's the challenge, right? It's like I think of uh, my home in in a weird way, almost like I think of my kid. You know, my kid's the best uh, one on the soccer field in my eyes. Uh, she, you know, she's the best student in her class, you know, smart as a whip. Man, is she an attractive kid, you know, all these things to a fault, right? And I think a lot of people kind of have that same emotional attachment to their homes where they can't, kind of take a step back. But the fact is, too, a lot of people, you know, maybe I'm going to be the lucky one. Maybe the guy's going to show up off the boat from somewhere and and, you know, be unaware of the market conditions. And, you know, we're going to be the one that catches somebody. And the fact is that just doesn't happen. And it definitely doesn't happen in this market. And the problem in a market shift is that a lot of people don't realize the market's shifted until it's too late. And the price that you're asking is out of whack with the valuations. And by the time you realize and adjust, you've still missed where the prices are. And then you're chasing the market down and then you adjust again and you're missing that market every time. So it it's worth stressing this point again. You have to come out the gate strong. It has to make sense in reality or in regards to the current market conditions. And you need to use what is really a consultant that's going to give you the the straight dope and not uh and not blow smoke that's what we're here for to give you the straight dope i don't actually know what the straight dope means uh me neither yeah but uh i think it worked okay so there you have it the five tips for pricing correctly in a soft market yeah and maybe before we go we should recap those for everybody for sure i think we should so number one is don't buy the dream don't buy the dream what we mean there of course is Hire a consultant who's going to tell you the truth. That is a real estate agent that's going to tell you the truth. Don't go with what you believe your property's worth and don't listen to an agent who's blowing smoke. Yeah, no yes people. Leave the yes people out of this equation. Number two. Number two is first impressions matter. The reality is the first two weeks is when the most eyeballs are going to be on your property. And what you want to demonstrate to buyers is you're serious about selling. And the fact is, is so many people right now are not serious about selling because they're pricing their properties incorrectly. Yeah. Price correctly from the get-go. And number three. Use actives, not solds. So... You know, like we said before, this is kind of going to blow a lot of people's minds, this idea that we're looking at the active comparables, but the solds are not useful in a falling market right now. You know, they can provide context, but what you really want to focus in on is the active comps. This is a competition. Only one out of 10 is going to win. If you're serious about selling your home, you have to look at the competition. Those are the actives. Being in the pack is not good enough. Price equals seriousness. And number four. 
use sales ratios and sub areas to price your home. Well, as we've already discussed, Matt, we have those sales ratios available at our site, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Get in touch, sign up for the live wire, and you will get those sales ratios every month when, when we get them, we send them out. And the fact, and the second point about sales ratios and sub areas, of course, is the Globe and Mail, the Vancouver Sun, other media outlets, they have a broad picture, and their picture's not great right now. No. The fact is, is that sub areas, certain sub areas are outperforming others and really getting into that minutia of the data matters when you're pricing your home and getting it sold correctly in this market. For sure, for sure. And number five, you're in a race against time and you might not even know it. Your property is worth more right now than it will be when you've been on the market 90 days. That's just a fact. But part of the object of this exercise is to forecast a bit and it's worth stating again, it's not a smart strategy to be looking backwards. You have to be looking forwards and how much money you potentially are going to leave on the table by not getting that home sold now and fast. For sure, for sure. And and also you are in a competition with neighboring properties. You are in a competition with other people in your price band. The buyer now has selection and you have to take this competition seriously because there's a lot of money that you could leave on the table. And this again leaves me with a, a big takeaway here. At every one of these points during the process, you want to be thinking like a buyer. Right. You don't want to be thinking like a seller. You want to evaluate your home as the buyers out there are going to evaluate it. And that's going to bring you to probably different conclusions uh, than you're going to come to by yourself and probably different conclusions than, than you're hoping for. For sure. So there you have it. Five tips for pricing correctly in a soft market. And what else do we have before we cut for the day, Matt? We got VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. That is our website with an updated news feed every day. It's got tips tricks it's also got research tools like private client services matt if you are not using pcs you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by you get sold prices days on market it's basically realtor level information it's free it's at your fingertips and i gotta promise you we have tried every search engine out there for searching real estate and this is by far the best we use it ourselves to keep track of certain markets and properties and it's fantastic Absolutely. And if you're looking to buy, it's a great tool. But if you're thinking about dipping your toe in uh, this market as a seller, it's also a useful tool to really monitor that area that you're in and see what places are not only listed for, but what they're selling for. Well, this is it, right? And I mean, what a great way to bridge the gap between what we talked about in the episode and our pitch for PCS. This is really the best research tool for telling you exactly where you are in the market if you're monitoring your own sub-market and price band. So do get in touch. And Matt, how can people get in touch? You can get in touch with me for tough love or anything else at 778-847-2854 or matt at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com or you can try me for just the love at 778-866-4574 or adam at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com or you can try secrets galena the king of self-love meaning he loves himself (laughs) go ahead secret info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com wow he found his mic and he's hugging himself it's true he does love himself have a great week guys take care Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today.
Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 